0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.
1: Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive.
0: You did it. You, you made mm-hmm. my city happy. I'd like to thank you for getting none other than Tom Holland, the amazing Spider-Man here in Philadelphia. Yep. My goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we are, we are so excited um, to be able to have Tom Holland and, and bring him into the city of Philadelphia and all the fans that are so excited to meet him. I can't imagine um, someone, you know, more popular out of the MCU at this point that people are really, really excited to meet. Um, I, I, I saw far from home a couple of weeks ago and it just, <laughs> it really affected me. And yeah. uh, my, my husband, you know, he asked me often, he's just like, what are you made of stone? Like I don't have feelings. And this movie made me feel so, <laughs> (laughs) um, I am beyond excited that he's coming out and I'm really excited that I can actually share that excitement with the thousands of people that are going to come see him too it's time time And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time.
0: Welcome back, this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, once again, if I sound a little bit different, I'm a little hoarse due to the events of uh, yesterday. I had a family reunion. I haven't got a chance to talk to my family in so long. We've been all, you know, hustling and getting down and doing our things out there. And we're all gathering together to, you know, look at the new generations that we have and, you know, and have a lot of fun doing it. It's been a while. It's great to see everybody. Hopefully, it's not the last. Hopefully, we can keep it going. But, you know, being around them every time we're around, it's a lot of laughter, a lot of fun, a lot of chaotic stuff. A lot of you guys have seen my Facebook page at Xavier Josiah. You can see all the craziness that we do. It's just all good love out there. You know, shout out to all my family out there. Love them always. And also, I mean, it's just going to be a major freaking week this week. And so, I'm, I'm a bit hoarse from that, so if I sound like an actual DJ from an R&B segment, how y'all doing? It's all right. We gonna keep it good. We are gonna keep it chill. We got it. I got you. But I digress. um There's so much going on this week. I mean, my wedding anniversary is gonna be celebrated this week. 14 years of grace and glory and all that other jazz. with my wife love you to death? And um you know, we we had a road. You know, she helped me along this road. If not for her, shielding me and pre- being there for me and be- becoming the strength that I needed. I wouldn't be here talking to you guys today. Show sure you right. So, see, you know, it's awesome. I love it. You know, love you, yes. And um, we got so much more. It just doesn't stop here. We got Keystone Comic Con coming in August 23rd to the 25th. You know, it's going to be a crazy party in Philadelphia coming up soon. And speaking of which, you guys heard a little bit of a clip from the recent interview. The recent one of my favorite interviews I'm going to say this year, because um, it was just a, a, a great time talking with her and this is mk goodwin the uh repops event director who is handling keystone comic-con this year and we got to talk about everything that is going on including if you haven't heard by now the explosive news that we got from them that tom holland yes spider-man one of the avengers is coming to philadelphia i mean like we could have had any of the avengers and i would have been happy but we got tom holland I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I've been a Spider-Man fan, you know, since the '90s and everything. And you know, he's—I've always said—I've been saying it—he's the best. So of of them all, like you know, of all the actors that have done it, he's literally the best. You know, they—you couldn't get any better than this at this time, and we got him. You know, I—that's if you rank all the adventures together, you know, not the not the. Well, initial Avengers, but all the Avengers in general that has come like is Day. and I think, respectfully, Tom Holland is probably the most popular after that, and the fact that we got him coming to Philly for one day, and one day only, people. So if you want to see him, You need to get your tickets now. Go to KeystoneComicCon.com and get them immediately. Like, they've already sold out so quickly the VIPs and all that stuff. And people want to get autographs and and photos with them and everything. Go out of your way. He also will have a panel that day as well. So, you know, if you want more information, go check out the interview I had with MK Goodwin because we're talking about that. We're talking about everything that is going to happen at keystone comic con on that interview so you can go to talktimelive.com to check it out or go into your itunes stitchers um, you know iHeartRadio, or whatever that you listen to this show in and you know check out that interview because if you're in philadelphia if you're in jersey if you're in delaware the whole entire delaware Valley area and you want a really cool event that you want to take your family with or you want to take friends with you got cosplayers this is the place you want to go. And they got everything going on. Trust me, cosplayers, you want to check out that interview and listen to everything that's going to happen. So go out of UA and check it out. But not only that, I'm going to be hosting two panels at this event. My God, two panels at this event and two really, really cool panels. One of which is the art of street fighter panel with udon artist longvo and the chamba aka jeffrey cruz on saturday august 24th at 3 15 p.m i've actually been back and forth emailing these guys um we got some really cool things they they showed me some of the artwork that i actually got a chance to check out and i'm going to be displaying at that event so please if you're a street fighter fan if you've loved everything about street fighter especially the art come meet the guys behind the art and we're going to talk about all of that the history of it their part in it and as a part of udon and it's it's going to be really cool i'm looking forward to it longvo is somebody i've actually i did a video on longvo when i went to san diego comic con ages ago and now to be able to have a panel with him on air i'm a huge fan of this guy's work i mean like a huge fan and in fact i just realized i didn't realize it but i spoke with him and he sent me some of his work yesterday uh via email and i didn't realize he's there's a new fighting game well not a new fighting game it's been out for a minute but it's now on for the nintendo switch called fighting strike which is based on a online not an online yeah it is an online card game it's based on a car battle online game and you can play it offline too um but it's called yumi and I didn't put two and two together that he was the one uh, in charge of the art direction and, and he did the art for it. And I, I immediately just got the game. So I will be reviewing that game thoroughly next week along with uh kill a kill if because i haven't got a chance to uh, review that game either so that is going to be something i'm going to check out in honor of me actually getting a chance to do a panel with him decided to invest and i will be checking it out this week on select star so stay tuned for that definitely chamba also a phenomenal artist as well you guys have seen his stuff teenage mutant turtles uh he's done a ton of other things some marvel illustrations he's got like if you work for udon You are the top of the hill of, you know, artists that you're in charge to do Street Fighter because you're in charge to do Street Fighter. That's a big deal. You cannot be, you know, an illustrator and not be a part of that. That's like the upper echelon of um, illustrators and artists, you know, for that for one of the biggest video games of all time. You know, I mean, like probably top five of all time and you're in charge of doing the artwork for it in the franchise and they both have been a part of some really great projects on video games and uh comic books you know for udon and for capcom so i'm looking forward to that one as well then of course sunday i will be hosting the voices of overwatch with special guests jennifer Hale, charlotte chung and fred tattishore you guys know them and from many other different uh games and uh shows or whatever. But they are the initial voices of your favorite characters of Overwatch. We are celebrating Overwatch and those characters and the people behind them on Sunday at the uh, August twenty fifth at one p.m. So definitely want to come down for that. Especially in the celebration, that not only are we celebrating this game, but we're also getting ready for the fusion. The Fu- I'm sorry, the fusion uh, arena that is coming very soon. Uh, hopefully, it's, a, it's going to be in the works very soon. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know, Overwatch League has been a really big thing. I see it every week on Disney, on channel, on ABC. ABC, for God's sakes! I mean that that's his. That speaks volumes. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it as well. But I, I just, I'm so blessed right now to be a part of everything that I've done. All all the work that is going into you know, Talk Time Live and ACMG has led up to this, and I am going. I'm looking very forward to it. And again, thank. you you know, MK and everybody at Repop for, you know, inviting me to be a part of this big event. It speaks volumes of everything. So, but not only that, it does, it just doesn't stop there people because I'm going to look out for you. The listeners right here in this show, I am happy to announce that I will be as of next week, Conducting a contest that will give three lucky people a chance to win one three-day pass to Keystone Comic Con, courtesy of the great people of Repop. Now, as I'm saying this, we got some rules that we're going to lie ahead. So I'm going to run down the rules. I'm going to let you know how we're going to do this. And by next week, it's on. And good luck to everybody amongst doing it. So the rules are as follows here. As I'm going to put it, starting next week, during some uh, part of the show, it could be any time of the show that I'm going to do this, uh, I will ask a question regarding something or someone involved in Keystone Comic Con. If you know the answer to the question, you can email me at info at v like Victor F I S A D dot com. I'm saying it again, info at v like Victor F isad.com and provide that answer make sure that you add kscc quiz answer in the subject line now i a lot of what i'm saying right now i will put on the post that i post all from instagram and from uh you know facebook on, on the facebook uh, acmg page and i'm gonna put this on keystone comic-con's uh page as well so uh their group page as well so People will get a chance to, you know, a lot of people, more than just ACMG is going to get a chance to get a a pass on this one. Uh, So, you know, make sure the subject line is KSCC quiz answer and the subject line. You will need to add your legit first name and last name uh, that's seen on your driver's license or state ID. At the bottom of the answer in order to qualify to enter the contest. I'm going to repeat all of this again next week, by the way. Uh, or I'm probably going to have a, I'm, I might set up a graphic or something that will explain all these, uh, these rules as well. Uh, the first person to get it right and it will be the winner and will be announced online the following week. The winner will be contacted by me with instructions on how to get their free uh, three-day pass. Once you, want, once you have won a badge, you will no longer be qualified to win another one. Again, there will only be three chances to win, so make it count. And the respect of the FCC rules uh, for the contest, no immediate family will be allowed to enter this contest to ensure a fair winner. That includes spouses, uh, siblings, parents, children, grandparents, grandchildren, in-laws, past marriages, adoptions, etc 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 any immediate family of mine unfortunately i gotta keep it fair i want to be as fair as possible to people i got you know when I just talked about family reunion i got too many of them that will definitely want to go but um you know i want to make it as fair as possible for everybody you know that is not the immediate family so uh those rules will apply for this as well but definitely uh this is going to be a lot of fun again thank you to repop we will make this happen starting next week so stay tuned for that and much much more but folks we got some news to talk about this week other than what i've stated now so let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg
1: and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg
0: Some really cool news, a lot of crossover news this week on Talk Time Live. Uh, let's start with Black Lightning. I knew this was going to happen. This was so inevitable. I mean, I we had this conversation in, our, in the ACMG Facebook group and uh by the way acmg facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg One eighteen or older if you are a love of all things anime comics movies and games and want to talk about it with a bunch of great people uh trustworthy people not uh people that are trying to troll or whatever definitely come down to that page but you got to have a legit page of five years or older as well but i digress we had this conversation on the ACMG Facebook group regarding Black Lightning ages ago. And people, for some reason, didn't realize that they were connected to the same universe as Arrow and all the rest of those guys. But they mentioned Arrow and Flash many a times on the show. So it's inevitable that this was going to happen. And they finally announced it. Black Lightning will appear on Crisis on Infinite Earth, which is the most anticipated, absolutely anticipated, crossover series to date from the dcw universe or some people say the Arrowverse, and this is going to be the biggest one this is going to be the uh the send off to uh uh, stephen amell uh, as arrow and he's going to be missed man i I, i've even when in their slowest season i still enjoy watching that show you know, they did, all their seasons wasn't great. I still say season two was phenomenal with uh, Slade uh, Deathstroke on there. It's just so great. But, you know, they slowed down for a bit, came back up, and now it's time to say goodbye after, like, eight seasons, is it? Yeah, I believe it's now eight seasons is going to be, and this is going to be the final season. So they already said that he's already going to go, and it's going to end off really great. But it's going to, I think this is going to be the passing of the torch between him and Batwoman. So I'm looking forward to that. But I knew Black Lightning was eventually going to, you know, mix up with these guys eventually. And what better way to do it than to bring him in to Crisis on Infinite Earth? Cress Williams announced it on Instagram with uh, a pic of a headline from WeGotThisCovered.com stating that he is in. Cress also wrote on the post saying, you asked for it, you got it. So... It's coming. I'm looking forward to it. Like this, if you've seen any of the previous crossovers that they've done, there has not been a bad crossover dating back since the first crossover between Arrow and Flash. And it's just been so great. And then Supergirl added on to it later on. And then they did uh, Crisis on Earth X, which is, you know, leading to a lot of it. Th- it was really good. That was like, to me, their Transformers the movie type of deal. Because, I mean, there were some shocking things that was happening there. Elseworld was the debut of uh, Batwoman Into the Fray and now we got Crisis on Infinite Earth which is which elsewhere was the pre was pretty much the prelude to what's about to happen here so I'm looking forward to it I, I love it and uh, I can't wait to see it and seeing Cress Williams as Black Lightning on there so I, I'm looking forward to that as well uh, I finally got a chance to watch the Amazon Video Original Series The Boys I got to tell you. I don't watch a lot of the Am- considering how much we pay a year on Amazon Prime. I seldomly get a chance to really watch any of the content that they do. The last content I really enjoy from there, I hated I did not like the tick. Did not like did not like the tick. I did like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but they that series never really, you know, they never really pulled the trigger on that one uh, as much as they could have. There was some potential there. But the, uh, what is it? The Marvelous Miss Maisel was phenomenal. One of their best shows on air. And I heard there were some other ones. But I couldn't resist checking out The Boys. I'm glad I did. Because it was absolutely batshit insanely good. <laughs> it's like, it it really, the show gives you a very scary perspective of what happens when you meet your heroes. And they are not what they expected. It's just, I mean, you know what it is? The great part, because they followed it up on everything that's going on today with some of our most iconic heroes you know in comedy and entertainment or whatever sports whatever and all these type of things are you know these scandals and everything are coming up and it just your world stops when you see it this they, they harped on that type of situation and they did it extremely well here this show came off like a comic book version of Breaking Bad and the Watchmen, like seriously, it really in some cases when you consider some of the characters and everything that's going on here, it's like I thought it was going to be like a Watchmen clone, but it's it, it's it's insanely not. It, it really isn't. Um, you got characters like Homelander, who, in my opinion, is is a character that just truly gives zero f's about anything or anyone but himself and is, and he has a bit of a baby mentality, like a Freudian. Type of, you know, if you ever had psychology class and you study, um, you know, Sigmund Freud, and there's always the case about, you know, the connection between a son to a mother. And it happens. It, he has that complex, that Freudian complex in here with, uh, with certain characters in here. In my opinion, especially considering the way he looks, his face, he is the answer to what happens if Zach Morris. From saved by the bell end up with superpowers bar none he acts like Zach Morris he looks like Zach Morris difference is he has freaking he has the powers of Superman this is the worst person that you ever want to have an actual you have actual superpowers They're like almost invincible like superpowers you just no it just cannot happen here so then you got A-Train uh, and A-Train is uh, played by Jesse uh, T. Usher it's one of the most selfish, superpowered, speeding, drug addicts <laughs> ever, and he just happened to kill the girlfriend of Huey Campbell after literally running through her, leading to her body completely exploding upon impact. It's just—I mean, it, a lot of this stuff that happens in this show. It's like it, it's just mouth dropping. It just—it just as the, as the episodes go, it's just like it gets worse and worse. A and worse. train to me. The character A Train is the John Jones of superheroes. Like I'm not joking around. I don't know if they got some of their references from him, but he kind of plays off like if what if John Jones had powers and all the stuff that has happened with John Jones in real life kind of happens too to the show. I will be definitely afraid. I'm. It's already you know if you he's he's one of the greatest fighters ever in, in mixed martial arts i wouldn't want to deal with that dude at one point and he you know it's funny i said that this is the type of thing when you don't want to meet your heroes and you got a character like a train here to me i used to be a huge john jones fan but as time went by and he kept messing up and he was a role model and he people crapped on him for being a role model and they kept saying that he was fake well i guess they were right because down the line he started doing a lot of crap he you know started taking in drugs he was you know positive tested he kept crashing cars he you know he was doing the dumbest things and he still is in some cases he's constantly doing stupid things it reminds me of what a train does so uh, to me it's just like I, you know just i i felt, i really feel the show carl urban you know Carl Urban, he's been in these comic book uh, movies for quite some time, and he continues to shine on this one. Uh, he plays Billy Butcher, who recruits Huey, and a few others down um, a path to try to expose The Seven, which is the superhero team, the their, the quote-unquote Justice League of this show, uh, consisting of A-Train and Homelander and a few others. Uh, one character in, in, uh, to which she really does try to be a moral and ethical superhero in this whole thing ends up falling in love with huey in a sense too um but they they try to the basic deal is that huey um i'm sorry billy butcher is trying to expose them for what they really are and amongst other things that he's looking uh into which takes him down a very dark path and there's a reason why he's trying to you know really expose these guys he has an agenda he has a vendetta if you will so you you got that storyline going on too uh but like i said man unfortunately this leads down to a dark path that may they none of them may not want to enter especially at the end of the season finale with an explosive reveal i mean it's just uh, the great part about this show too is that all of the casting in this show consists of people who have majority of them Consist of people who've already been in other comic book TV shows or movies. Like you got Carl Urban who's been in Thor Ragnarok. You got one of the, uh, I forgot her name. I forgot her start. I forgot what her name was. But she's the one that, she's the character that wants to be the, the actually good nature, ethical, and moral, you know, uh, superhero. But she was in Jessica Jones as well. Um, you got so many other people that's been in the TV shows. Uh, Billy Butcher's wife is Patty from The Flash. I mean, like, just all of them have some form or fashion have been in a really cool comic book uh, themed show or movie. So, I I love what they did. The casting is really awesome here. The series has blown everybody away. Everybody who's talked about it and seen it has, it's just unbelievable, you know, unbelievable storytelling, character development, mouth-dropping and ultra-violent moments. Like, if you're not used to this type of violence, you might not, it's not for the weak at heart it's really not for the weak art. i am jaded i am so jaded watching stuff like this and mostly because i've played mortal kombat for years not just 11 but 10 9 8 7 6 5 you know i've been playing all that for years so i'm kind of jaded and i've watched anime anime is like look my first real hardcore anime was fist of the north star if you can't stomach fist of the north star at the time at that time you know you really couldn't handle what we thought was anime at the time but now anime is kind of diluted a bit nowadays it's not as ultra violent as it used to be but it's you know it's on that level it's really on that level special effects cgi everything top notch just you know they they spared no expense in this series like this is hollywood movie budget that they added on this thing. And Amazon, commendable for this. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the next season. I am eagerly waiting for the next season because what happened, I won't spoil it, what happened at the end of the season just blew my mind. Just blew my mind. And it, I, again, H- Homelander is so evil. It In some cases, it just becomes comical as to how really he doesn't give a crap about anybody here. <laughs> but he tries to betray himself himself as the you know the as a superman as the the son of krypton as the one that we all want to rely on and he gives nothing and then furthermore he he's a devout you know uh christian as well so they kind of play on that thing too and it just gets really really crazy from this point up they get into some deep subject matters in this show so if you haven't checked out the boys on amazon video go out of your way to check it out it's worth it if you're a comic book fan if you've seen the commercials, which you see it everywhere, it is definitely worth going out of your way to check out. It's about like, what, 13 episodes? 13, it's probably, you know what, this may actually, when I go down the line this year of talking about some of the best shows in 2016. I'm sorry, Not when I say 2016, in 2019, this may be in the heavy top up that list guaranteed i i, I really can't wait i just, just like one of the surprises between this and the umbrella uh, academy like these two non dc marvel projects have blown people away and oh my goodness it's i might have to watch both again to compare and contrast but man um the boys is a heavy contender it's a very much heavy contender here so uh let's move on to some other news and marvel news in fact, oh no, let's not go there. Let me get some game news real quick because um, NetherRealm Games finally announced, and I never got a chance to do this, and you know, it just came after the Select Star podcast. But this is—we talk about it all here. Uh, NetherRealm Games announced that Nightwolf will be coming to Mortal Kombat 11 August 13th. So get ready, guys. He's coming. If you've seen that trailer, man, and again, like I said, I'm jaded. So, Night—this may be the best Nightwolf we've ever seen. He's like his his move set is just. Phenomenal. It's very heavy, edgy, uh, brutal as all hell. Like, I mean, I've played as Night Wolf before, and we've seen Night Wolf on previous Mortal Kombat games, but here, man, he is brutal as hell. I mean, they have—they are not wasting anything with that. So get ready. Uh, that should be, what is this, the fourth? Yeah, that's a week. That's going to be a, a week from now. So, you know, get ready for that. I, I really. I, I love, and I know Sindel might be next because they already showed what Sindel looked like. I, I'm starting to think that if Sindel comes out there, they're going to save Spawn for last. And. I swear to goodness, he better be worth it. <laughs> I know he will be, but my God, I—that's the only character I am looking forward to more than like I'm not. I'm still. I'm. I'm going to play as all these characters, but I think Spawn. I am so excited to have Spawn on Mortal Kombat. It's been a long time coming. It's been a way long time coming. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's move into some Marvel news real quick. Marvel Studios TV primetime news. I, again in my acmg group i've been saying this for quite some time and i've been talking to people like this i've been a big fan of the runaways i've constantly watched cloak and dagger which i love they're slow pacing it but still love what they're doing with it but i looked at the, i looked at this show and i looked at the other shows and i'm looking at the demographics of this of both shows and i'm looking at the characters of both shows and i'm like if they miss out on the opportunity to cross over these two i'm going to be so disappointed Thank God I'm not disappointed because they just announced that Marvel will be doing a crossover with the Runaways and Cloak & Dagger. There's a short video announcing it. I don't know if this was announced at San Diego Comic-Con, but I think this would have been huge if they did because I think the crowd would have went crazy over this and would have cheered for this. But they, sold, they showed the Runaways uh, and they were talking, and then all of a sudden the camera pans to the right. And there you got um, the actors playing, who plays Tyrone and Tandy, uh, saying that they're going to be coming together. If you guys remember on Cloak and Dagger at the uh, last season, they decided to leave town to try to just, you know, help people from around different areas. In some form of fashion, during this season, the third season of uh, The Runaways, exclusively on Hulu, which will premiere on December 13th. They will cross paths with that team, and it's something really huge. Apparently, is going to happen when they do cross paths, and something a really a really huge threat is going to come near them, which is going to uh, enable them to team up to do a Marvel team up, and uh, you know, vanquish that whoever the threat is. So I'm looking forward to it. It's just it's a canvas thing. It's a canvas thing, especially the fact that with the goat. Here's the here's the great, even greater part about this. So. Here's the connection. Here's the six degrees of the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. If you guys remember, I talked about this in an episode, one of the episodes of, the, uh, of this show. And talking about an episode of Cloak and Dagger where Tyrone was talking to a uh, kid that he's trying to keep out of trouble. And apparently the kid can't read so he read for him and it, it was an article on Luke Cage. Okay. So Luke Cage is on the Netflix series which all the Netflix series is Whether you like it or not, or you don't believe it or not, or whatever, they are connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the movies. And then with their connection with the Runaways, that guarantees that they are also connected with the MCU. And if you guys remember in an episode of the Runaways, uh, the mention of Wakanda was on air as well. So I mean, it it all connects again so they all are a part of the universe that is coming so it's it's really cool there will be no no doubt they're part of the fourth phase as well so i am excited to see this i've been a fan of both of these shows i've been following these shows so i'm looking forward to it definitely so get ready december 13th is so far away but if you this will give you a chance to catch up with both cloak and dagger and the runaways and i highly recommend the runaways especially on hulu uh it's just, it was such a great, absolutely great show. I could tell it's by the people, and I'm, I'm even further now that it's by the people who uh, did um, Agents of Shield. So, and speaking of Agents of Shield, let's talk about that real quick before I move on because Agents of Shield just hit their season finale yesterday, and I absolutely love what they did here. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, we finally figured out that the guy who who was supposed to be Colson Sarge was not him he's actually an alien who finally got his memory back wind up almost killing May. somehow May managed to stay alive as always as badass as um, Ming-Na is you know Ming-Na Wen is always in this show she is so the Wolverine of this show (laughs) ain't funny but she managed to stay alive they uh, managed to defeat that character and at the very end and if you haven't seen it yet spoiler alert (laughs) they don't have Colson but they do they built a LMD of Carlson. So Carlson, once again, uh, Clark Craig, will be back on the show for the final season of the show, but as a LMD. So that is going to be awesome. I am looking forward to this. I love what they did and how they put it together. Uh, ages of the Shield will be a missed show. It's been going very strong since the fir- the second half of the first season, and I have not stopped enjoying this show, man. So kudos to them. It's been a long running. Like Arrow, all things must end. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to do it and what's going to happen. And are they going to bring back Ghost Rider and you know, uh, all the other characters You know, that's been in there in the past that's still around? I am looking forward to it it's so much in there. So last bit of news I want to talk about, and I want to praise WB Animation for this and shout them out for this. You know, big shout out to them for continuing to embrace acceptance and change as they reveal in a recent episode of Young Justice that Aquaman, uh, Calder, if you will, or Calder, if you will, is a part of the LG, uh, LBGT, or is it LGBTQ community? Uh, in a recent episode, the last episode that just aired on the DC Universe app. Uh, that mostly, it, and here's the deal listen to what I'm about to say here, because there's some people there you know not everybody's all all cool with this but there are some people who just heard about this and felt that it was shoving down their throats shut the hell up one two in this episode which mostly focused on domestic violence which is an important subject to talk about as well as cyborgs cyborg refusing help from his father during his time of pain due to the the father box that was that is instilled within him that is changing him considerably uh, so they had that situation the, uh, they took a moment just a literally a moment to talk about Caldor wanting to come out and reveal uh, his attraction to uh, Atlantean Man which he got some great advice he did he felt happy they ended up becoming a couple that only lasted like but a second so and to anybody and mostly to those who's complaining about it but never actually saw the damn episode and kept saying i'm tired of them shoving things in the mouth uh shoving it down our throats which is ridiculous just chill no matter what anybody thinks this is a change that is needed and it's inevitable and it's going to happen whether you like it or not if you want to if you want to continue to you know not be about it then don't adapt You know, those who don't adapt, die. And that's what's going to happen. Plain and simple. I implore it. I am all for it. It's a great new character direction there. And it's all good. You know, we can't have the same boring stuff all the time. So uh, everyone deserves to have a right to be heard and valued. I remember years ago, my parents, my parents, uh, their parents, you know, as African-American, we didn't have that voice. We got the same thing. When we started getting a voice, we had people also saying, I'm tired of people shoving, you know, all the civil rights and all this stuff down our throats and, you know, their equal rights to do yada yada. This is history repeating itself. This is history repeating itself. And it really bothers me sometimes when I actually hear people of my culture, like we should be the most considerate, understanding, actually empathetic group of people to understand this. I don't understand why some people in my culture are becoming what I call Afro Archie Bunkers, (laughs) if you will, and not understanding the situations. Look, here's the thing, and I'm just going to end it right there before we go to our talk topic. It makes no sense for us as a culture, my culture, to argue whether black civil rights is the same as LGBTQ community Right, Because at the end of the day, we're arguing at one at one quarter at one dead end corner. You got hate uh, hate crime advocates looking at both of us and say they got a rocket launcher. Who do you think they're going to aim at? They're going to aim at both. Hate crimes have no preferences. They're going to aim at both. One rocket can take us all out. So why not work together to, the, you know, to avoid that? That's all I'm saying. Let people be happy. Let people live. And that's why I always say learn to let go, live life, and love all things. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break. Come back. And I'm going to review what is probably the last blockbuster of the summer. And that is Hobbs and uh, Shaw starring The Rock and Jason Statham, amongst others. We're going to do that right after this. live.com talktimelive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktimelive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk, Tom, live. this is chris battle character designer of team titans go and you are listening to acmg presents talk Time live do it and now it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Alright folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week and it is my review of the final blockbuster of the summer and that is Hubs and Shaw. The actual spinoff to The Fast and the Furious. And if this didn't get you excited about watching, wanting to see the sequel to Fast and the Furious. I don't know what it was. I thought this was a very entertaining movie. I mean, like I didn't expect much out of it, uh, as I don't with all the Fast and the Furious movies, and they somehow managed to surprise me every single time. And in this case, this pretty much did the same. I mean, I expected nothing but nonstop smash mouth comedy from these two. And, you know, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham work surprisingly well like then again I, I I don't know why I'm surprised with Dwayne Johnson at, at this stage like he gels with everybody like he just has the charisma much like Will Smith and I'm here's the thing I'm surprised those two have not decided to do a movie together like you know how they're like equal powers right now in Hollywood like why hasn't there been a movie of some sort starring Will Smith and Dwayne Johnson I guarantee you that'll be explosive Kevin Hart might be a little bit um, mad about that, but (laughs) speaking of which, we're going to talk about that shortly. But honestly, this movie was a, you know, put your brain away, popcorn, you know, fun, explosive movie, everything you expect from an action movie. You know, nobody expects this to get an Oscar whatsoever. You're just having fun. All you need to do is just have fun with this, and that's exactly what people did when they watched it. Uh, if you guys remember from the last Fast and Furious movies, like, these two teamed up before, and Jason Statham was actually the one who killed Han, originally, somehow, some way, this is kind of a Dragon Ball thing, it's like, you got a guy who was your enemy, who actually killed a person in your crew, you guys fight to the death, somehow, you guys end up being friends. I don't know how or why that ends up working, but it does. And Goku ends up like if you watch Dragon Ball Z, Goku, every one of Goku's friends used to be his Rogue Gallery. It, it like they could easily be his Rogue Gallery because everybody is just people that he that that he defeated who were trying to uh destroy the universe or the world. So they kind of did the same thing here, and there was a bigger threat than uh, Shaw period and that was basically idris alba who played brixton who was just genetically modified human with a cybernetic spine that allows him to you know be bigger than life he had like a real superman in this case is what they usually they've been saying on this movie uh, he like pretty much is like a cyborg at this point he has cybernetic implants he has uh you know his eyes glow which allows a a hub of you know computer tech and interface coming in through his eyes he can see the velocity of your punch which i thought was awesome like the rock was you know i don't know if people know but when you punch when you throw a punch they say that you're throwing a lot of weight into somebody so if you're somebody's biggest The Rock, or even say Brock Lesnar, and you're throwing a punch. That punch will have the impact sometimes of a moving car, or or a bike, or you know, or motorcycle, or whatever. Like they really say that it has the same type of force and upon impact that you have. So when you look into when Idris' uh, eyes started glowing and you started seeing from a first-person view of what he's seeing when The Rock threw a punch and he telegraphed it basically it showed like his punch was going to like a thousand pounds which i i'm pretty sure that might be exaggerated because they do exaggerate on this show and is in this movie all the time when it comes to rock because the rock does some extraordinary things in the show almost superhuman. and then they got idris alba doing superhuman things as well and then they got shaw who's just your normal like badass martial artist ass kicker Pretty much, he doesn't need to do it. He knows how he has he knows kung fu, so they got that. And on top of that, they have his sister Hattie Shaw, who, you know, is part of what is it? M I eight, which is like, it's it's a covert op, you know, uh, military group, you know, out. I I forgot. I because I noticed M I uh, Kate. um, What is it? Cammy from Street Fighter is M I eight. And that's where I first heard of that. And I didn't realize that that was a real thing. But, you know, they had, it's, it's like a real operative, you know, military group that she was a part of. And uh, Brixton, the, the basic premise of this movie was that Brixton was looking to get the virus that they enhanced to allow to destroy a large amount of the, uh, of the city or, or, you know, or even the world for that matter. She just happened to go extra and inject it into her body. It was up to Hobbs and Shaw to take, um, to find her and try to, you know, extract that virus from her and to be able to, you know, guard it from Brixton and keep it from Brixton. So this led to a horde of different adventures between three um (laughs) the rock and you know hattie started you know getting to things and this led to a lot of their kind of buddy cop or buddy yeah it's pretty much a buddy cop movie but it, it basically is like a buddy cop type of situation between the two and you guys seen their chemistry before this is no different here it's it's absolutely fun and fantastic and they do really well they they gel really well i love what they do what they did here what i didn't know about this movie is that both dwayne johnson and jason statham are the producers of this movie so you could tell you could tell that that there's a little bit of, it's slightly a bit of a contrast from what you normally see in a fast and furious type of franchise and now you see why uh they put a bit a lot of their flair to it Uh, trust me when i tell you guys i'll talk about this but i absolutely enjoyed it and it's funny because i mean in the making of this movie there was a lot of turmoil between the rock and the other cast the original cast of fast and furious because the studio's offer this opportunity for the rock and jason statham to do a sequel but also it means that they're going to hold off the next s- installment of the of, of the prime series because of this and this led to tyrese going on a huge tirade uh about the rock and m2 having a bit of a budding rivalry as as. You know, most of this, and then Vin Diesel and The Rock also have been said to have been rumored to have um, a rivalry of sorts as well. It's just been crazy. Then the women of Fast and the Furious also said that, you know, we don't get enough show. And I agree with that as well. They should have their own movie down the line as well. And it just, it just it just let the whole entire thing to turmoil so the the funny the irony of it is like this is a movie about family and the family is having a discord right now as far as that but the movie came out i believe this movie will probably be successful it's the only really big thing out right now i mean the lion king is still out but eh, i mean it's i think it's sadly gonna come and go i think they they poorly put that in the wrong spot in the wrong date for that but this movie was really good idris alba as always, was a great, great character. He played a great villain in here. He was a lot of fun. This movie was just a lot of fun, period. Like, it, there was nothing to, made to be serious. It was nothing made to be, like, in a, in a sense of being a quality-nominated movie. I think it will probably most likely be nominated for an MTV Movie Award or TV Award than anything. But other than that, it's like, I don't think they were looking to make a movie to be award-winning. Uh, I think they just wanted to make a fun, action-packed movie, and I think they uh, did that. Helen Mirren, who is Queenie, the mother of Hattie and, uh, and Shaw, was phenomenal as well. She, I loved her in here. They had a lot of great things. There were some great surprises in this uh, movie as well. For instance, like the biggest surprises in this movie was not Roman Reigns at all. Like They made a big deal in WWE and tmz and everywhere that about roman reigns being on this movie then we see this movie he is barely he I, he does not get a speaking role at all matter of fact he's like in the background when they show clips of him it's like a really quick edit like i was really surprised of how much they did not show him in there like they put him so much in the shadows of this movie In comparison to other people, I was really surprised. Like, because they made it seem like it was a big deal and all this stuff that he was a part of it, but no, he really wasn't. I was, I was quite surprised. Ellie and Soy, who plays Sam, his uh, the daughter of um, Hobbs. uh, I I, she was cute. I don't recall. I don't remember she's like the original daughter that played in uh, the Fast and Furious last Fast and Furious movie either. But I thought she was really adorable here, and um, she wanted to learn about her heritage and everything which led to the rock going back to samoa and him getting into it with his family because he doesn't visit much and he left him and some things happen at, at that case too so i thought that was a really cool you know side story to that as well which led to the kind of the climax of the situation um i'll talk about the moment of that really soon too Lori, uh Lori, uh what is this uh Toisana who was safini she was really cool too uh she played safini um the mother like the mama of the uh of the island in there and uh it was it was really cool a lot of really cool uh, side characters here but the surprise characters is what i want to talk about so nobody knew this nobody knew this there was no talk about it there was nothing in the articles to my understanding but there was two major appearances in this movie which kind of really in my opinion stepped up the quality of the fast and fury series and well three actually when you count idris alba because idris alba is like a big deal you know, that, like, he, you know, during the Fast and Furious series, there was nobody, that's why I think this is kind of shady, because The Rock is involved, and, you know, and he has clout with other people, so casting certain people was not a problem, which kind of brought the quality up for the movie, And it says because Idris Elba, you don't just, he doesn't just play, I mean, he's played in, in, in uh, on and Thor and all that stuff, but he's, you can tell he's very choosy with what he picks, so... He it has to really work with him. And I think this um uh, him playing Brixton worked very well here. But there was also Ryan Reynolds. No idea Ryan Reynolds was gonna be in his movie. He played uh one uh, agent, buddy, and friend of um The Rock uh, of Hobbs. And to much surprise, he got a lot of he got the airtime in this movie that I thought that Roman Reigns was gonna get. And he was so great in this i mean he was typical he was typical ryan ronald's is what you expect but he played his friend who's kind of really kind of a stalky type of partner you know in his uh among his ranks and i thought he was just absolutely hilarious in this movie you know typical he was really he was really kind of deadpool he played uh his character's name was Locke. um and yeah he was they didn't mention him he was uncredited along with the other person i'm gonna mention in a minute. But you know, he played it role really well, and it worked out. He ended up being in the two, like, two or three different parts of the movie. So he was, like, literally, he's in the actual universe. But then later on, as they're taking flight on a plane, who pops up out of nowhere but none other than Kevin freaking Hart playing an air marshal? And I'm like, yeah, yo, people went crazy over that. <laughs> like, you got two of the biggest stars out right now in this film which is connected to the Fast and the Furious film. I don't know if I'm Vin Diesel or Tyrese or whatever like that, but I don't know. I don't know how I would feel on that note that, like, he kind of upped him. They kind of upped Vin Diesel on the case of, you know, we can make a Fast and Furious movie, but we can make it, you know, have a more prestigious cast in him. And taking nothing away from the cast of the original cast, but, like, none of the antagonists. Jason Statham was the biggest guy that they've had as far as antagonists and bad guys in this, in the series, bar none. He was, he's been the biggest guy, the character, the most known character in the series that came in. And then later on, we got Idris Alba. And then we also have Ryan Reynolds playing a character. And then you also have now Kevin Hart playing a character. That's a heavyweight A-list group. They, The Rock, say what you will. And, I, and this series has been great, but... He actually stepped it up by having all these characters involved you know these these actors involved in and all these talents and involved in it um it's been great i mean god i mean he they could have they could have been great without it but with it i thought he did this was tremendous it was funny and both of them did really well they were great comedy moments especially kevin hart when he's trying to play the air marshal and trying you know he has his napoleon complex and he's trying to sound deep voice like i mean they tell him not to you not to uh talk like that because that's not what you really talk like and then he calls later on and talks to him while he's in the toilet <laughs> so he's in the bathroom so it's just some really fun great moments in this game like what you should take away from this movie is that not everything needs to be an oscar winner not everything should be an oscar winner you should watch a movie just to have fun not to critique it as everything that needs to be an Oscar winner, because there are a lot of would-be, you know, fans who try to portray themselves as critics, and they tend to think that every single movie that they see has to be Oscar worthy. To someone. no, 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 it does not have to be Oscar worthy. It just needs to be fun. It needs to excite you. It needs to put you, uh, take you through a ride. You know, it is a rare case that some movies take you to such a ride that it's like everybody feels the same thing, you know? But that that, that doesn't have to be the case all the time. You know, some of the best movies weren't Oscar winners. Like, Coming to America, for God's sake. Like, come on. That movie, Boomerang. Yeah, and I'm mentioning all Eddie Murphy movies, I know. But, um, I mean, just, just certain things, certain movies that just weren't actual, you know, Oscar winners that people still remember and cherish. And they're considered legends, regardless of the award or not. So this one right here added to the fact of it being connected to the fast and the furious movie i thought it was a lot of fun great um it wasn't the best movie i've seen all year of course that by far it didn't take me through that much of a ride but i easily a lot of fun I, so much so that if i give it a grade it'll be a b plus because I thought they did a great job. I thought the chemistry was there. I thought the character development was there. I thought the storytelling was there. The fight scene. I got to talk about that real quick. Because I thought that was funny. There was two things that I really took out of the fight scene. Uh, at the end when they went to Samoa. And they decided to f- uh, fight Brixton and his, uh, and his army. And it was a, re- it was a really cool moment. I love what they did. I like the fact that they called everybody Uso. Uh, which part of me was like. I know that's a saying in Samoa. But also, were they actually kind of wink, winking the Usos in WWE? I'm not sure. Who knows? But nonetheless, um, I the fight scene was really great. I loved what they did. I thought it was pretty cool. I just swear to God, I went like my wife and I went late at night to go watch this. I kind of closed my eyes real quick. and They were fighting. It was dark at night. I took my eyes open again, and uh, it was daytime. <laughs> like like broad daylight. It was like, wait, they've been fighting for that long? What the hell did I just miss? I just closed my eyes for a second, and, and uh, that was funny. And then and there's another part where, like, at the end, where the helicopter is going away, um, Hubs and Shaw decide that they're going to chase the helicopter with a truck. Rock, all of a sudden, for some reason, he had his shirt off. You know, playing the warrior. You know, the Samoan warrior in the in that scene and then all of a sudden he puts on a shirt like at this point why like why what 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 is the reason for you need to put on your like i I mean you are you just what is it cold all of a sudden like not that i'm stressing it a lot but i just thought it was really weird that he decide to take time to put on a shirt to chase a guy on a helicopter like just go at this point you already got the damn shirt off you needed to straighten yourself out and just, just go. And, it, and the shirt was clean as hell, too, by the way. Like, it was ironed. It was <laughs> So, I don't know. But I thought that was the significantly weird part about the movie. But everything else was just great. I had a lot of fun. It's another great addition to the Fast and Furious series. If you haven't seen it already, go out of your way, Hobbs, and show off the final uh, blockbuster movie of this of the summer. And, um, you know, check it out. If you love that Fast and Furious series, I think you will do no wrong. I think I rate that up. Uh, a little bit better than Tokyo Drift. I love Tokyo Drift. And Tokyo Drift actually was the one that brought me in to like uh, fully into the series. Uh, mostly because it was Japan-based. But the story was pretty good, too. But this was a step up above as far as spinoffs to the show, to the series. And I thought they did a great job with it. So I'm looking forward to the next Fast and Furious movie. And hopefully everybody can get along because they, it's a great cast of people. And I want to see the conclusion of this um, you know for this thing if anything do it for paul walker for god's sake man just you know be real family (laughs) at that so that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live folks thank you guys so very much again again starting next week the contest for three people to get a free three-day pass to keystone comic-con starts next week the first question will be next week the following week and the last week which leads to the week of san diego uh, i say san diego which leads to the week of keystone comic-con so go out of your way listen to the show remember the rules at the beginning of the show i will actually have a post a promo at the end of uh or, or pros a promo at the end of the week or even uh depends end of the week middle of the week or something like that letting you guys know the rules and how everything's done so you guys can clearly know what to do and whatnot so um definitely stay tuned for all of that uh this week on select stark as i mentioned i will be reviewing killer kill if for the place uh for the playstation 4 and nintendo switch and i believe steam as well and uh fantasy strike which i just got and which uh, actually stars artist Long Vo doing the art direction in there. Uh, this is based on the card battle game Yumi, so we'll talk about all that next week. I'm looking forward to talking about that and much more in the world of gaming. Next week, I might actually do um, the best blockbuster, you know, the top five blockbuster, you know, movies of the summer because we're narrowing it down as August. It's about the time, so I do it every year. So we're going to probably do it there. And again, the contest will begin next week. So one lucky winner. We'll get there first. We'll be the first to get a three-day pass. So stay tuned for that. Folks, thank you so very much. Continue to check us out and support us on TalkTimeLive.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Pop Bean, and wherever you guys can ever find it. Because there's way more other places that you can find the show that people are listening to, apparently. So... Thank you, whoever you are and wherever you are. Thank you for supporting us for always. Again, thank you, MK Goodwin of uh, Reed Pop, for coming onto the show early last week to talk about it. I'm looking forward to it. August. 23rd to the 25th Pennsylvania Convention Center. Keystone Comic-Con is coming. My panels were coming. The Art of Street Fighter, the Voices of Overwatch. I will be hosting it on behalf of Talk Time Live. We are representing big time, bigger than ever here on ACMG. So, folks, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope to see you all there, too. And by the way, I will be having more giveaways at the con. Some of you seen them. I'm giving away some, uh, coast some free drinking uh, coasters with the Talk Time Live logo and a few characters of your favorite characters on there. So if you see me, stop by, say hi, and I'll give you one bar none so stay tuned for all that we're gonna have a lot of fun it's gonna be a great party weekend guaranteed so folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents Talk Time Live I am out of here folks have a great week and I'll talk to you soon